Welcome to the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, one of the most significant values we provide our clients is leveraging our experience helping hundreds successfully navigate through life's transitions. On this podcast, our advisor team explores some of the questions we get every day from our clients. We share some insights on financial topics, and we interview some fantastic professionals from our vast network. Our hope is that you leave with some food for thought and some good ideas to consider. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on today's podcast episode. My name is Tyler Reedman. I'm a financial advisor here at HFM, and I'm also joined by another advisor here at HFM, Jason Gabrielli. Hey, Tyler. I'm excited to tackle this topic. We'll be getting it a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's no secret that over the past couple of years, the home market has been on fire. We've gotten so many questions from clients in many stages of life, whether they're buying their first home, they've owned the home and paid it off over a number of years, looking to transition somewhere else. And it's still a hot topic years later. So just want to get started with a really interesting poll we came across from Gallup that shows that just 30% of Americans think that now is a good time to buy a house. 30%. That's the first time it's gone below 50% since 1978. And even compare that back to after the crash in 2008, the housing market crash, where it was still above 50%. That number, just hearing that number, 30% of Americans think now is a good time to buy a house is pretty interesting. So Jason, you tell me, you're a homeowner. Tell me, is this now a good time to buy a house? What are your thoughts there? I think that one of the things that you always have to think about, and we try to talk to our clients about this as much as we can, is it's easy to get hung up on wanting to buy your house at just the right time or make the right quote unquote investment with your house. And I think it's always important to qualify when you say, is it a good time to buy a house? Remembering that your home is where you're going to build a life. It's where you're going to have your family. It's where you're going to make it your own. It's not an investment. And most times if we start blurring the line between a home purchase and an investment, that's where we start making ourselves a little bit crazy. So we always like to make kind of just make that that connection that, you know, a reminder, your home is where you're going to live. It's where you're going to build your life. That said, is it a great time to buy a home? I think it depends. I think that looking at numbers like that would make you think, well, of course not. Looking at rates going up, looking at housing prices up on average, almost 21% over the last year, year and a half, you would think, you know, run for the hills and yeah. put off buying a house if you can. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll give you a little example here just so that we can add some extra color to this. So median home prices in the country right now are hovering around $400,000, a little more or a little less, depending on the city you're in, the state you're in. So let's just take an example here, a $400,000 mortgage fixed 30-year mortgage. So throughout 2020 and 2021, rates were incredibly low, historically low, right? I mean, we were seeing rates down to 2.7, 2 2.8%, which is unheard of, right? So let's just say 3% to round up a little bit. If you had a 3%, $400,000 mortgage, your monthly payment was $1,686 a month. Now compare that to the rates we're seeing today, over 5%. We're seeing them hovering around 5.5%. That same mortgage, $400,000, is now costing you $2,271 per month. That's about $600 more a month in interest, which is about $7,000 more per year. So Jason, for new home buyers or people that are in existing homes, how should they think about that one weighing buying versus renting and specifically coming down to that interest component when it comes to increased rates at this time period? 
I think that one of the one of the hardest things to swallow after coming off of historically low interest rates is now saying that you're going to spend almost two percent more than you would have spent in an interest rate, you know, just six months ago. But the reality is, historically, that's still really low. You know, five and a half percent on a thirty-year mortgage. If you go back 50, 60, 70 years, is still really low. And I always like to remind people that. Just because you buy a house with a mortgage at five and a half percent today doesn't mean that that's set in stone forever. The house price that you bought at that's certainly set in stone, and there's nothing to say that those aren't going to continue to go up either. So even though it's not the best plan or the, it doesn't feel the best to spend twenty percent more on a house than you would have spent two years ago, the reality is it could be up another twenty percent in five years. We have no idea. So by buying today, you're locking in that home price, which you know isn't going to change. But the mortgage is temporary. You know, that's something that you can refi if you need to. But I do think that six hundred dollars extra a month on an example four hundred thousand dollar house, it's going to change the way people look at things, and it, it's going to change. I think who's in the market for houses because you know at, at sixteen hundred dollars a month, that mortgage looks a lot more palatable to more people yeah. than a twenty three hundred dollar mortgage month mortgage does. And I think that's going to be what's most interesting. What effect does that have on housing prices continuing to go up? Does it cool off a little bit yeah. because you know there's less people who can afford that $2,300 payment? I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that it's going to make a lot of people now when they see what they could have had six months ago or a year ago compared to what they can have now start to actually look a little bit more within their means. You know, when interest rates were so low down in those two, three percent area, people were able to start getting a home that was probably otherwise a little bit above their means and, and maybe based on their income, get something a little higher in value that otherwise they might not have been. So I think this this increase in rates right now, maybe it will deter some people from getting that first home or from transitioning somewhere else. But if you can service that debt, it really is, is manageable. And it all comes back to the thing you said before about remembering. It's so hard to remember that in times like this, when people are making a ton of money selling their home and capturing that equity, it is a place to live. And we get so hung up in that idea that it's an investment. I don't want to get it at a high time, but it's a place to live. And if you're at that point in your life where you're looking for a place to live, you know, you could always refinance down the line and not to get ominous or anything, but in the future, you know, rates will go down at some point. We don't know when, but anytime people talk about things in the future, like recession or, you know, things cooling off, historically, that also comes with a lowering of interest rates to try and help the economy. So it's not too far-fetched to believe that rates could come down again in the near future. And if you do get in some place now, you would just turn back around and hopefully refinance that place once it gets a little more advantageous from an interest rate standpoint. And to draw a parallel to something else that is very prevalent in the mainstream news and in people's minds is inflation. I mean, there's no beating around the bush that inflation is at probably 30, 40 year highs that we've seen just over the past 12 months. And I think that it's important to mention that one of the best inflation hedges for your average American household is buying a home. Because one of the things that doesn't go up when inflation goes up is your mortgage payment. Whatever it is when you get in, that's what it's going to be for the next 30 years. So whether inflation runs rampant at 8 or 9% for a while, or it goes back to 3 or 4% or 2% or whatever, having that mortgage locked in and having that home locked in for 30 years is a huge inflation hedge. We always talk to people about your personal inflation rate. Yeah. You know, when you see these inflation percentages, 8%, 9%, it's important to remember that those are built on something called CPI, Consumer Price Index, which is a 
basket of goods that includes things that you may or may not buy, that may or may not affect you and your finances in any given year. And so while that's a good average for the economists of the world to go by, a lot of times you have to look at what is your personal inflation rate on the things that you buy every day. And having that mortgage locked in long-term can really, really be a great inflation hedge for the future. I agree. And conceptually speaking, it's it's totally right because you think about conceptually with inflation, we all know that prices of lumbar and other building materials have skyrocketed because of COVID and supply chain issues. So conceptually, when you think about if the building materials that go into building a home are increasing, theoretically, the prices of those homes should increase as well. So it's not a huge surprise to see how on fire the home market has been. But just taking a quick turn real fast, I want to pose a question to you that I've gotten from a number of my friends, from people that are considering being first-time home buyers. And it's this idea that I don't want to buy right now. I want to wait until home prices drop. They're waiting for home prices to drop before they actually get in to the market. Not having to do with anything interest rate rise. It's that idea they don't want to buy in at the top. So what do you say to somebody who's thinking about getting in but won't right now until the market drops or crashes? I think that if you don't need to buy a home right now, if you're not in a growing family or you're not, you don't have this necessity to buy a home right now, I guess I could say that there's some merit to it and not wanting to get in, kind of want to wait and see almost. But I think it's important to remember that you know when you when you buy a home, you have to do it based on what's happening in your life. When you make that move, yeah, it would be great if it's always the perfect time to get in. But I think a lot of it needs to be driven by what's happening in your life and, and if it's a necessity right now. And I think for a lot of people, it's not. And they kind of want to take that wait and see approach. But it's also important to realize that things are a lot different than they were in 2008. When we saw housing prices drop drastically, the fi- world of finance and of mortgages is way different than it was then. Part of the problem that contributed to that great financial crisis and the mortgage collapse and ultimately the real estate market collapse is people were getting mortgages who not qualified for mortgages <laughs> totally. and weren't qualified for the size of the mortgages they were getting. Today, we see the opposite. We see mortgage qualifications are very stringent and you see a lot of people buying these houses in cash. So not only are they qualified, sometimes they're literally just paying cash. They're not even mortgaging. So- I guess you could say nobody knows the future, nobody knows what's going to happen, but I, I would they look at those contributing factors and think that, you know, will it cool off a little bit? Maybe stop growing quite as fast? Yeah, but I, I just can't imagine it's going to drop surreptitiously because, you know, you just, you have that groundswell of people that, that are paying and can afford it and can qualify. So I don't think you're going to have this brash of foreclosures that fueled that crash in 2008. Absolutely. It's, interesting to think about, especially as a young investor like myself, somebody who's looking to buy my first home in the next few years. A lot of times we, we think about home prices as this very volatile thing. Sure. You know, We see how the stock market has been over the past few years and we think home prices must be similar. But you look back over the past 35 years, there have actually only been two times in the past 35 years that housing prices have fallen. The first one, obviously, 2008, mm-hmm. and then the other time back in the early 1990s, where it dropped very minor, about 2 3% or so. And that's just using a, the Case-Shiller Home Price Index as the barometer there and looking at what percent off all-time highs were home prices. And only two times in the last 35 years. So I say that contextually with not to say that home prices 
definitely will not fall or they definitely will fall. The truth is we have no idea. And, and if you were waiting back in, in 2008 for them to fall further, that hasn't happened yet. You know, they've only gone right. up since then and it could be another 17 years before that happens again. So we just don't know. And it's, that's really the interesting thing about home prices, about assets in general. Well, and I think that's that's probably the one last thing I want to say about that is that when it comes to buying a home, you know, it really does have to be fueled by, you know, what is happening in your life. And and if the time is right and, and you need to buy a home, I wouldn't get so wrapped up in whether it's the perfect time or not, because you have to do what you have to do at the end of the day. And you have to do what fits into your life. And you know, it's it's no different than, you know, trying to market time, the market. I like how you drew that parallel, yeah. how we're used to seeing that volatility. So people think that transcends into the home market, but you know, historically that just hasn't been. The well, case. it sounds like in addition to that, that a lot of times people come to this this debate of buy versus rent, what makes the most sense. And a lot of people just start at the economics of it, the finances of it, and and that quantitative side, you know, drilling down on the two things. What does it cost me each month? What's the opportunity cost? All that stuff. But to your point earlier, I think it comes back to where are you at in your life? What gives you the most happiness? What makes the most sense for you and your family, where you're at? And then you back into that idea of, okay, we decided we want to buy. Now, how do we make it work from a financial perspective? What's our budget? Or the same thing with renting. Mm-hmm. It might not be the time to buy because we only think we're going to stay here for two or three years. So it doesn't make sense to spend all that money on mortgage origination costs and all sure. of that fun stuff. So it sounds like it's working back into that decision and then making it work from a financial perspective that might lead to some better decision-making from people who are maybe over-analyzing it at this point. That's a great point that you bring up about how long you're going to stay there. Because I feel like regardless of the time of what where the market's at right now for housing, just a general rule of thumb that we try to tell clients and their kids and people like that that are just getting started is you really don't want to buy a house probably unless you're going to stay there like five or more years. Yeah, Because the reality is they don't just keep going up and up and up forever. Sometimes they do cool off or slow down or go down certain areas. So we know that you know you can easily get caught in a place where you buy a house for X price and then you have to turn around and sell it the next year. And while the price might be relatively constant or may have fluctuated a little bit, you have to factor in all these closing costs now where you could actually lose money oh, yeah. or it might take you a while to sell it. And now you're carrying it for six or eight or 10 months. And so- Unless you're going to stay somewhere for five or more years, you know, buying a house is is definitely probably something you probably wouldn't want to consider. Awesome. Well, anyway, I hope everybody listening to this episode got some good insights, whether they are planning to go somewhere else or they're a first time home buyer or you're settled in your place for a number of years, just gives you some good food for thought. So with that, everybody have an awesome day. And until the next episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, our mission is to educate and empower our clients to make wise financial decisions. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at hfmadvisors.com. The Dollar Wise Podcast is presented by HFM Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor firm. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer for sale or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. All investments involve risk and are not guaranteed. 
Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendation appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Thank you.